1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, tomorrow, Sinn Féin have put down a motion of no confidence in the government and the vote will be taken tomorrow. Their vulnerability to that vote was exposed when Joe McHugh resigned uh, from Fine Gael. He is a, a TD for Donegal, where the mica issue is still alive. And technically, therefore, the government lost its majority. Sinn Féin were in like a shot. But McHugh has reassured the government, uh, saying he will vote with them. So the danger of the government losing that motion appears to have disappeared. We're joined now by, by Fanon Sheehan, uh, Ireland editor of Independent Newspapers. Uh, Fanon, the government would probably never threaten in any way because independents are tend to be supportive of them. And uh, nevertheless, the idea of a Vote of no confidence that might have required, say, Mark McSharry to come back and support his old party comrades. Did it cause any discomfort?
1: Well, it it does in that the the numbers don't add up perfectly for Mihal Martin's government uh, at this point. There's 160 TDs in the doll. They now within the government only technically have uh, 79. Uh, members and beyond that, they are reliant upon people who are outside of of the party whip system, and and there is a. Uh, there are a variety of reasons why they've arised uh, ar- ar- at this ar- arithmetic point. Um, Fine Gael are, are down two TDs since the last general election. Owen Murphy uh, resigned uh, and his seat was lost to Ivana Bacic of, of yes. Labour. The Green Party have got two TDs outside of their party whip at the moment. Patrick Costello and Nessa Horrigan, who voted against the government on a motion on the National Maternity Hospital two months ago. And Fianna Fáil, as you say, are down one because uh, Mark, Mark McSherry. Uh, left the, the Fianna Fáil whip. So they're now having to basically go around and ensure that they have adequate numbers uh, in the doll on the day, i.e. tomorrow to defeat this motion. And they will do based upon their own TDs turning up, uh, those who are in exile also uh, voting for them, some of them anyway, uh, and on, as well as that independence. And a fourth factor which has to be borne in mind is that in order for the motion to be carried, you would have to get everybody else to turn up and vote yes. uh, against them. And and that, that simply doesn't happen. A number of independents they may not vote for the government that doesn't mean they'll vote against them and they'll probably go missing on the night, on the night for the vote. So they will be reliant upon independents like Michael Lowry, Noel Grittish, uh probably uh, Sean Canney Cahill Berry uh, and a few more to, to turn up vote confidence in the government. Maybe all the other independent TDs who don't consistently vote with the government but will on, the, on this occasion say that they have confidence in, in, in the government uh, and that they want it to remain in place because they don't they don't want it to collapse and there, there to be a, a general election. The question at the moment is hanging over the, the Green Party uh, and what exactly is going on there. As we say, they're down two TDs and you should be able to rely upon those two D- TDs to vote for you in a confidence yes. motion. Because the implication of a confidence motion is if the government can't get confidence in itself uh, in the Dáil, it it therefore cannot continue to exist as a government, it therefore collapses, and you either have a new government formed, which doesn't look all that possible, uh, or else you go and have a, a general election. So, within the Green Party, it also says that if people are not uh, entirely happy with their party being in government, that that is the reason why they wouldn't uh, support the government on this motion. So we've got Nasa Hartigan, who has been outside of the fold now for the past seven weeks because she left on the single issue of the National Maternity Hospital. She's suspended from the party whip for six months, so therefore people expected she would be back. Uh, in time for the change over the government in November, December. However, she hasn't voted at all in those seven weeks. So right. it's not a case that she hasn't voted against the government or with the government. She just hasn't turned up. She says that she hasn't been contacted by the Green Party, hasn't been guided in terms of how to vote. Voting at all is, is fairly simple the government votes one way, the opposition votes the other. If you can't work that out after two years in the all, you kind of wonder what what exactly you're, you're you're doing there. So don't really accept that excuse. She hasn't made up her mind what way she will be voting. So that's quite possible. It'll be a Green Party uh, TD who won't be supporting the government. Likewise, Patrick Coslow, he has been turning up for votes. He has been voting with the government, but he says he doesn't know what way he will vote uh, on this particular motion. So it, it will... Uh, it will ensure that there is some uh, tension and curiosity ahead of of that uh, vote that the green party and are are in government they've got their seats around the the cabinet table and their junior ministerial role and any other perks that come associated with being in government based upon the fact that they had 10 seats uh, at the last general election they came in as a junior coalition partner they got their their their, their their ministers and their policy implementation as a result of that they should be able to back that up with their, their 12 TDs. Uh, instead it looks like they have they have got two who are not all that convinced that the Green Party should be in government if they can't answer a straightforward question like do you support the government? So there will be a lot of focus on that uh, issue in particular tomorrow night.
0: Now there's something uh, more interesting uh, perhaps, Finn, which is the pressure on Michael Martin and the probability, according to weekend reports, that there may be, if he doesn't go quietly when his period t shock ends in December, there may be a heave against him uh, and a change of leader in the Fianna Fáil party to a sort of somebody, a somewhat distant observer in terms of looking at uh, the government's performance. It would seem to me he, he Micheál Martin is a political giant when compared against his counterpart in London, uh, Mr Johnson, and indeed many of the runners and riders in that particular uh, race to succeed Johnson. Um, why is Michal Martin in trouble? Or indeed, is he in trouble?
1: Yeah, it, it, I, I suppose he's in trouble once he relinquishes the t uh office and then yes. a question mark arises over him. The issue there has been that since the last general election, which Fianna Fáil sauntered into uh, anticipating that they would win quite comfortably and be in the, the 50 to 60 seat mark, that didn't work out. They, they lost. Uh, seats and and came back uh, in the in the high thirties down eight Ds. TDs. Uh, a batch of new TDs uh, it came in, uh, some of whom were were placing uh, other colleagues uh, on on tickets. So it it was a very different uh, outcome to what was anticipated ahead of the general election. And obviously, Michal Martin uh, will will get the blame for that uh, as party leader. He then enters this. Uh, unhappy coalition, I suppose, with, with, with Finnegale and the Green Party and having issues uh, over that, that period. The, the, the question mark over his leadership is tried to put off. He has said that uh once he steps down as Taoiseach and hands it over to to Fine Gael that he will become tarnished and he will remain on as Fine Gael Fáil leader he's also said that he will lead Fianna Fáil into the next general election now that wasn't thought to have been highly likely but nonetheless nobody has exactly stepped up uh, to be somebody who who will uh, replace him in that role, so that that there's not a, a natural successor there. It, it, what's happening in Fianna Fáil is 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 they going back to the last general election? You can argue it's going back over the course of the last decades to the economic collapse, yes, uh, and their meltdown in 2011, and that is a very definite identity crisis within Fianna Fáil. About what is it that they stand for? What are their core, core values, uh, and, and beliefs? What are their, indeed, what are their principles now? What's their raison d'etre? And they, they've, they've kind of failed to answer those questions over the course, uh, of the last decade. They had an improvement in the, in the 2016 general election. There was a bit of a, there was a, a substantial bounce back there, but they then went into this, um, Minority government arrangement with with Fine Gael which again di- diluted uh, their own their own brand. They've now gone in with Fine Gael and one would argue that that Fine Gael, uh has been the more assertive partner, uh, certainly in terms of undermining the, the others in in the coalition. And as a result, there is dissatisfaction within Fianna Fáil uh, because of the, the this question mark over the party's identity, uh, and obviously their their support levels have been quite brutal uh, since they've gone into to government. The, the slump that they hit uh, in the last general election has continued on and hasn't really shown uh, any signs uh, of, of abating. So there still is a question mark over who will lead them into the next uh, general election. Uh, how will they function uh, in government when they are not uh, the lead partner? It yes. will, after all, be Fianna Fáil's first time. Uh, in their history where they are in power and they do not uh, hold the the Taoiseach's office. There's a number of curiosities attached to this as well. They went in, they got the Taoiseach's office, and obviously with that comes responsibility for European policy uh, and Northern Ireland policy. They got the major social portfolios uh, of health housing uh, and education they also got agriculture which is very important from their perspective for their their rural base but yet the the the, the party backbenchers don't seem to believe that they are asserting themselves within government that they're getting credit for policy positions that that they're adopting uh, and hence there is this discussion within the party uh, about you know what exactly are their their policies but now Heading into the budget and heading into the the next general election, Neil Martin has has kind of allowed that uh, issue to fester within the party. Yes. You had a you had a very good uh, Warts and All report into their general election failures conducted by by Sean Fleming, who is now the the junior minister, and he did identify a, a number of these issues. Uh, around the leadership structures, their organisation uh, and their policy but he, he did spread the blame quite widely though he said it wasn't all just down to me on Martin and that other people within the party particularly in, in, in the front bench uh, had to accept responsibility too. I so, mean Jim
0: O'Callaghan f- has often been seen as um, the person who might pose a threat uh Finon. Uh he was uh, Director of Elections I think when Ivana Bacic won that seat So that didn't go down too well, and that was his own constituency. Am I right in that?
1: Yeah, you're right there. They had, I think, one of their worst ever by-election results. Uh, Their campaign wasn't terribly impressive. This was Jim McCallum's heartland. He was being floated as as, uh, a putative uh, alternative leader of the party. But, you know, within a party organization, people do kind of look at but well, what you know, if you're going to tell the rest of us how to run the party, how do you run it in your own backyard? Yeah. And this was was not a good example, given that you know he struggled across the line in terms of holding on to his own seat. Yes. Uh, in in the last general election, a slightly better day for Finnegale. He, he would have he would have lost out, uh, and then rolling into the, the by election that was utterly uninspiring. That that did cause him some damage, and also the, this kind of flagging of himself as as the great intellectual thinker within the, the the party people were were looking at him in the opening as uh, was 18 months of, of this new government and saying, right, has he got something here to offer? And they weren't really seeing a whole lot coming back apart from... Uh, he's a bit greener you know, on few, the s- North, is that the- few speeches there. Yeah, it to be. I mean, or is oh, yeah. <laughs> that Part of the problem seems to be that everybody seems to be greener on the North than Leon <laughs> Martin at, at, at this stage. Leon <laughs> Martin is, is kind of a... He's a realist uh, on the North. You, you, you still get the sense that, that people... Uh, in Fianna Fáil, want the old bit of bit of a whiff of cordite off their their party leader uh, when it comes yeah. uh, to, to to Northern Ireland. Uh,
0: but that's but, yesterday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm only speaking now, as I don't normally like to praise politicians. But through the COVID experience, for example, he has looked prime ministerial, or you know. Uh, the equivalent in Irish. Uh, he looks like a leader. He he was calm. He w- was uh, fluent. Um, and I was surprised that that wasn't appreciated. Uh, I'm I'm just out of touch. Am I? He's also he's also somebody
1: who believes in conciliation, consensus, cooperation, particularly in in. Hey, they were in a crisis, but they had a a a fragile new three party government yeah. uh, ar- arrangement and he he has worked those channels uh quite well you'd have to say they, they you know they they have survived i mean that that's part of the the job of a Taoiseach, is to, to keep a, a coalition uh together and if anything it, it's Leo Varadkar and Finig who have frequently been accused of being the ones who were undermining. Uh, both the t yes. role and the, the the ties that bind the coalition parties together. So it appeared though that that people in, within Fianna Fail uh, wanted to be more forceful and, and and assertive. You cite Northern Ireland, for example. He's quite realistic there. He's of the view that just because you have a, a referendum, just as in the case of of Brexit, that that does not mean that the following day that the reality of the situation on the ground. Uh, suddenly change, and he points to the to the demographic uh, structures now within yes. Northern Ireland, where even if you managed to get a vote across the line for for unity, you would still have the 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 unionist community utterly dissatisfied with that, and you'd just be changing the roles for another uh, f- few generations. That he doesn't see that a, as a solution. He he thinks you have to bring people along.
0: His thing is an agreed Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, that that. The unionist community will come
1: to the conclusion that they would be better off in the united Ireland than, uh, than part of, of Great Britain and, and Northern Ireland. Now, that ain't likely, I assume, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> Looking at the dates on the calendar, yeah. uh, and the 12th of July, I just, <laughs> I just don't really see. Not, not uh, tonight, um, anyway. <laughs> not tonight, we all, you'd have to say. When you know, so he set up this, this, uh, idea of, of a shared ireland initiative that will look at uh cooperation north and south that would look at how structures will operate it's a bit dull it's a bit boring it's yeah. kind of it, it it kind of expresses an overall vision but doesn't really have any specifics in how in terms of how it will cooperate it looks kind of like a an old style social partnership model that we had during the 90s and, and, the, yes. and, the, and the, the early 2000s in terms of getting agreement from people across the board. But it doesn't seem to be kind of a, it doesn't seem to be coming up with a, a solution of any sort. And you, you wonder, is it going to survive the change of T-Shock to be quite right. frank? Or is it just going to be seen as, well, that was a Michal Martin pet project? Whereas Leo Varadkar uh has and Gale have been kind of been more assertive they've they've expressed their firm belief more uh, in the United Ireland over the past while but yet again you know not really coming up with any with any solution about how exactly it's going to work will it be a devolved administration uh how will your how will your economics work uh, how will your currency work how will you bring people in uh to, to that fold who are utterly uh opposed to it so Michal, has taken the view that you know it's about more than just sound bites, yeah. but others just seem to be interested in expressing the sound bites.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Let me ask you about a post-election situation, Finan, where Sinn Féin have the most seats, say 50-something seats. You could probably put an approximate number on that. They're going to need a partner, and... The independents that are, are around may not be willing, and there wouldn't be enough of them anyway, would there? No. So, in other words, is it the future for Finafol to be in coalition, which in vain as the junior partner, or is that unthinkable?
1: Well, this is the appalling vista for for Finaval that that they are in their last months. Of having a, a Fianna Fáil yes. tishuk for for quite some some time, the opinion polls uh, would suggest they are at best second, very often uh, third in terms of of, of party uh, support uh, levels. That, that Sinn Féin is way out of in front and would therefore come back after the next the next general election uh, as as the firm. A uh, favour to to form the new government, provided they can come up with the numbers. On the flip side, Finnegall are positioning themselves as as the direct opposite uh, of of Fianna Fáil, uh I uh, sorry of, of Sinn Fein uh, as as the party that has a more uh, centrist or centre right perspective. Uh, as the one that that believes in in lower taxes and and universal benefits uh, ac- across uh, the board, so you can see where those two parties are positioning themselves, and this is the problem that Fianna Fáil are stuck in the middle uh, somewhere, and that that therefore there isn't a future for them in a more polarised political environment to be the, the lead party coming through the middle. So yeah, after the next general election, you'd look at it and say, right, so Fianna Fáil, if they want to be back in power, end up propping up either Fine Gael, uh, in a multi-party coalition, yeah. or they go, they go in with Sinn Fein. And that looks like the option that is available to them. And that, you know, being the junior coalition party, we don't have a great history of it uh in this country that eventually your 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 luck kind of uh runs out yeah. uh you can you can go back in in time or you can come to more recent times in, in the last generation the progressive democrats uh, the labor party yeah. the green party now you know maybe fin of uh, over the course of the next couple of years you know they it it doesn't augur well for you um that you basically it's seen that your identity is eroded, that the, the larger party gets the credit, uh, for going into power, uh, and that, that you don't. And also a question that will arise for, me, on Martin, Jim McAllen, Barry Cowan, Dara O'Brien, whoever is leader of Fianna Fáil going into the next general election. What is your approach to going into coalition yes. with either Fine Gael or Sinn Fein? And when you are going into that, Uh, as the third party in the opinion polls, it does become a very pertinent question for you. It puts you in very uncomfortable territory and it means that you're continually haunted by that question and no matter what answer you give, it's not the right one.
0: Right, just a final question and we're grateful to you for now we know it's a busy day for you, about the Greens. uh, Particularly Catherine Martin, the Minister for Sports, Culture and all kinds of things. She went on four trips and she went club class all the way whilst her officials went down the back of the bus she turned left, they turned right now this is not environmentally friendly to say the least that's odd also watching the appointments she's made in sports for example in the arts world she doesn't seem to be anything there's nothing green about her she she certainly wasn't green when she turned left and left the officials turn right yeah, so that, uh, am I s- silly or oversensitive, or is that just bloody bad manners and a power trip?
1: So it it would appear that on 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 one of the four trips that that she went on, yes, she 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 went left and they went right. It looks like on the other ones that they all went. <laughs> we, uh, we, always we always go left.
0: We always go left and on. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, But their their
1: their issue really uh, is uh, for Catherine Martin and. and and him and ryan because there's one trip where this applies to him as well yes is why are you lecturing everybody else about flying and the damage that it does to the environment why are you telling people they shouldn't be going on kind of 10 euro ryanair uh, ticket trips yes. away f- for the weekend because that that damages the environment and you should be taking the ferry or the bus or or whatever and yet when it comes to you you're going in business class and business class because of the amount of space that, that you take off exactly. is perceived to be far worse. Up to 4.3% more CO2 emissions from a, a, a premium or business yes. class passenger compared to somebody sitting down the back of the plane. And in terms of the amount of emissions that come from the aviation sector, it is said that the, the business class passengers uh, emit 19% of the emissions right. as, as a whole. So you are eating a bigger slice of the pollution pie basically when you are uh, <laughs> flying in, in the in immortal business class.
0: words in the immortal words of Vincent Brown does Catherine Martin have questions to answer
1: <laughs> the 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 argument coming back from from her officials uh, are are quite similar and quite consistent with, with other ministers in previous governments who found themselves yeah. in this administration. They say it's to do with the itinerary, that you need to be fresh when you arrive, uh, on, on the scene, uh, that it's a, you know, it, it's a tiring trip and that therefore the, the, the minister, uh, needs their, needs their energy. Now, you know, she, she, it would appear that, that Catherine Martin, uh, bore this, cross upon her shoulders with enormous dignity as she sat in first <laughs> class with the extra leg room and, and watching the, the flutes of champagne being served all around her. You know, she she had held her held down and, and just prayed for the experience to end. It was so, so deeply uncomfortable, no doubt. But, you know, it, it does... Highlight like that contradiction in the Green Party. All very nice virtue signaling as you cycle yeah. your bike into Dublin Castle or into government buildings. Yes. But here, when you're out of the public eye, you're yep. sitting there in, in business class. And at the, the timing is quite appalling for them as well because that pollution pie is currently being divided up. Yep. the The amount of reductions of emissions per sector is being decided at the moment. And we are being told that there are enormous difficulties there in terms of getting agreement, particularly in the agricultural sector, where the IFA and the ICMSA are are, are running, uh, as you would expect, a very effective campaign lobbying politicians on this. They are saying quite clearly, yes, we do want to make our contribution uh, towards climate action and reducing emissions but uh, it that it is unfair to expect uh, such a large burden to be put upon them and that it should be on 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 a, a lower end yep. uh, of the scale and that's where the where the negotiations are are coming down uh, in difficulties uh, at the moment so you know it doesn't look good when you're sitting inside in a room trying to to talk to to farmers about yes. why it is that they have to reduce their herd their uh or or use less pesticides and plant more trees and and so on and em- embrace more environmentally uh, uh friendly farming practices when they can turn around and say yeah that's all very nice but you're sitting in business class on on jets uh hopping around the world
0: thank you very much uh finon that's finon Shane. Finnan is Ireland editor of Independent Newspapers. We're very, very grateful to him. Grateful to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.